after further reveal. Yo, 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 what's going on, everyone? Back at it here after further review. Ben, Ryan, Chase, got a packed show for y'all today. Got some trivia, got some NBA playoffs, you know, touched on the MLB a little bit. Our college baseball brackets, see how bad we're doing already in the mix. I know my team's out. Um, touch on UFC 289 later in the show. And then if we have time, some last minute um, news updates. We definitely wanted to get to the live um, PGA merge and also Messi coming to the States. Um, so you definitely a packed show. Let's dive right in. A lot of times we like to start the show with some trivia. Um, you guys just want me to go for it. I actually have a player this week. Yeah, let's, let's do it. it. Before you uh, start, I just want to interrupt. I just want to say a big congratulations to Ryan over here getting engaged over the weekend. I think uh, I think we need to open the show and just kind of give a round of applause and uh, yeah. big uh, hats off to you, my guy. Congrats. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, everyone. And I've I've gotten a lot of messages and texts and calls and everything. I shout out to everyone for being super supportive and, you know, being there through this journey. Uh, I got engaged to my best friend of almost eight years and we've been dating for almost three. So it's it's been a wild ride. And I know you two have been there for about the just about the entire thing. So definitely, definitely super pumped right now. And I appreciate the shout out, man. Yeah. Yeah. The messy news is nothing compared to that. So yeah, yeah. that's true. All right, cool. Dang, I'm blushing over here. <laughs> all right. All right. So I tried to, I tried to actually go hard. This is my first ever guess the player. Um, as you know, you get one guess and then the other guy can go free range. I will say there's 10 hints and the 10th hint is the initials. So <laughs> let's, all right. just, just so you guys know, if you don't want to jump in too early. Okay. What sport are we talking? Then that's hit number one. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> all right. I just take a shot in the dark and just guess one person right out. Of the <laughs> no. Just right off the sport. <laughs> That's a few weeks ago when I forget the name Ben put out a few weeks ago. It was like Monte Ellis or something. I was like, bro, that Monta- was <laughs> who was it? You said someone, and I was like, bro, that was gonna be my guest to player. Uh, I am a former college and NBA basketball player. <laughs> that narrows it down. <laughs> I chose to attend SMU in 2013 to be coached by larry brown like brandon jennings i also decided to play in the cba instead of staying in college in 2014 i was drafted seventh overall in the 2015 nba draft i played for four nba teams including the knicks jazz and kings i last played in the nba in the 21-22 season on the Kings. I'm known most for my four years on the Nuggets from 2015 to 2018. One of my most notable accomplishments is earning NBA All-Rookie second team. I was a starter at time on the Nuggets. I had a career-high 30-point game. I had another career-high 13-assist game. And I also hit a nice, deep 35-foot game winner against the 76 years one year. Wilson Chandler. Oh, great guess, Ben. But no, that was a good guess. In in 2018, the Nuggets traded me to the Knicks for a second round pick and Doug McDermott. Who am Uh, I with the initials EM? EM? It's not Wilson Chandler. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good guess. Like WC. I'm like, dude, come on. Any, Any guesses? E-M. Played a nice E or G? E. Oh, I was going to go Monroe. (laughs) Oh, man, that's a bad guess. The Moose. E-M. Wow, I'm I'm like, I got nothing. Is it it Emmanuel Moutier? It is Emmanuel Moutier. (laughs) That was a pull. That was a pull, man. I'm glad you pulled that out because, I mean, he was pretty – notable during our college years he was on a lot i of don't think I, so yeah, he, i mean no but like like okay wilson chandler he's wilson chandler notable uh, maybe not the durability but he was good and he was on a lot of those that was a good one teams. though that was a good one 
Oh, I'm going to say Emmanuel quickly because that's the only Emmanuel I've been yeah. like thinking about. Also, you said EM, and I've been playing a lot of NHL, so I just kept thinking F. Eddie Malkin. Oh, like, not the person I'm thinking of. No, that was a really good one, though. Yeah, I'll I'll make it a little easier yeah. for you next time. That was no, nice. that was good. Yeah. That was like, I just I'm really blanked on that, but. Just to touch on the Larry Brown thing, I, I listened to a podcast with him today because there's a documentary about the 2001 Sixers on NBA TV, apparently. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. I actually had it taped. I haven't had a chance to oh, watch nice. it, though. Yeah, I heard it was really good, but uh, he was talking about it, and he basically said no comment to almost every question but oh. about Iverson, but it was all right. It was good. Interview at least. Right. Well, it's not to get too off topic, but speaking of documentaries, did you guys see that they're gonna do a um the what is it the Swamp Kings documentary? They're gonna oh, yeah, have about Florida. Yeah, in August. Yeah. Who is that... one of those teams again? That's like Tebow, Aaron Hernandez, the Pouncey brothers. Yeah. Um. So who's who's list of like NFL players? Carlos Dunlap, maybe. Urban Meyer, obviously. Oh my god! I feel like we've talked about it. Yeah, I feel like we've talked about it before. Just like how they need at some point to do that. So that'll be hopefully they do it well. But yeah, I'm sure, and especially if they get people who are inside the program to like really go off about it. Especially because Urban Meyer's done nothing except ruin his career since then. So it's helpful because I'm sure a lot of people are going to want to talk. Yeah. No, I mean excited for that to come and kind of just steer us back on track here. Uh, NBA finals are going on now. We haven't gotten to talk about games one and two yet. Kind of break them down here shortly. It's one to one game threes as we're recording. Uh, won't be able to touch on that tonight in Miami, but I mean, how you guys feeling so far? I'm kind of surprised. I thought nuggets were going to go up an easy two Oh and the heat were resilient in that fourth quarter of game two, but yeah. Wow. One, one, it's definitely anyone's series right now, in my opinion. Yeah, I was uh, kind of surprised too. I thought the I thought the Nuggets were just gonna lay it to them, but I mean, considering and we touched on this last podcast, how long the layoff was between the last series for the Nuggets. I mean, they came out and really asserted their dominance. And in Game Two, I guess you can kind of put that up to Jimmy Butler teams and Eric Spolstra um, just putting in the work and being a disciplined team and grinding it out. So, I mean, they're definitely coming back home not with their tail between their legs. Yeah, I think uh bam was really good just both ends of the floor in game two also and that's uh that was a big factor for them winning that game i mean they had a really bad shooting night from some role players in game one that just wasn't that made that game not competitive so we'll see how they bounce back in miami um i i I think the heat are in a good spot for the series yeah, and I know, like, the biggest thing – I mean, the Nuggets had a, a break, but the biggest thing we've been seeing all playoffs, kind of why we've been afraid of them, is because they're not a deep team. And you've seen it so far in the finals with, at most, an eight-man rotation. And, I mean, game two, Spolstra played ten players, and Tyler Hero has a chance to come back here soon. So, I mean, it's just wild, all the different – cards Spolstra plays and he always plays them at the right time and the Nuggets I mean regardless if this is their first NBA finals run it's it's a they started playing basketball in October like NBA basketball in October we're in coming up on mid-June here um some of these guys are going to be getting tired I mean Murray's been injured the last few years Jokic is a big dude and only playing eight guys means heavy minutes for the stars yeah random fact too uh Jokic game two at 41 points and the Nuggets are 0-3 in the playoffs, this playoffs when he drops 40 or more. Yo, that's wow. wild. Why I feel like that happens more often than not. I don't think that team's just designed that just they're not designed to have Jokic be shoot 30 times a game and that's it. Like I just they're not that's not the, the team. I guess that's the way to really beat them is let Jokic score. <laughs> It's weird to say. Just take away like, all those weapons. Yeah, sure. I mean, he only had four assists. I mean, he averaged – he's basically yeah. averaging a triple-double this playoff. Only four assists for him um, is a big deal, five turnovers. So, I mean, the points were there. Obviously, he got his boards, as always. But that's a, that's a wild stat. I feel like that's like a LeBron kind of stat. Like, he pops off and they lose kind of deal. Yeah. But Because those types of players being the facilitator. That's a crazy stat. But I mean, oh, you guys, you guys are cheering for the Heat, right? You guys, 
or do you is it more just up in the air i don't really care i just i i like to see jim i think jimmy should get a ring yeah i mean that's my only reason really cheering for the heat is mainly yeah. because of butler i mean lowry already got one so i don't i don't know i mean chase i think you had nuggets in six ben had heat in six and i had heat in seven so all of us are still on the market there brewing the opposite of our nba bracket so that's oh, yeah. a, that's we a don't story. talk about those anymore <laughs> we don't yeah you haven't noticed we haven't brought those up since like the first round to be fair there's an eight seed in the finals <laughs> i don't think anyone saw that coming <laughs> No, I know it's wild though, but I mean, it's, it's been exciting so far. I'm excited to watch game three tonight. I'm excited for game four. Miami's going to be popping probably a white out there. I'm assuming. Yeah, but exciting. And uh, we'll see how the series plays out. I'm sure by the time next Wednesday rolls around, um, there's a good shot. We're still playing here games every like two to three days. I know Ben, you love the scheduling there. It's ridiculous. So but yeah, moving on from the NBA, going to touch on some MLB now. I know Ben, you wanted to, you had some topics you wanted to cover. You want to just dive right in? Yeah, I just wanted to see what you guys thought was. At this point, you have Acuna, who is on pace to have the first ever thirty home runs, sixty stolen base season, and you have Arias hitting over four hundred still. And now we're in June, so hypothetically if Acuna finished with like a 30 home run 60 stolen base season first t- player ever to do that and Arias finished over 400 who would you have as MVP um that's tough I feel like I would pick Acuna because that's what the majority would pick but the real winner should be Arias for keeping an average as high as that because that's ridiculous yeah um it's a little bit of just kind of my gut, but also based off of what the MLB does, that type of seasons like Acuna's would be like Aaron Judge's last year, where I personally batting over 400 in today's MLB. I mean, there's rule changes, right? So there's things like Acuna might be able to easily get a couple more stolen bases because of the bigger bags and pitchers not being able to pick them off as much. But then at the same time, your eyes batting over 400 is just, that's insane to me, and I would want Arias to win, but I would think Acuna would win. Yeah, I have to agree. Arias, you know, he's going to probably finish with, like, four to five home runs, and then you have Acuna, who has, like, this probably, like, a war that's close to, like, eight to ten, and, like, flat, a lot flashier than Arias just getting singles, and so it just – was also crazy just one home run this year, and that one home run is a yeah, cycle. It the, <laughs> it's yeah, really the it's, Phillies. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Unbelievable. <laughs> one home run. He's like he's like a much better version of D Gordon down there. <laughs> oh, much better. D Gordon. <laughs> so they played D Gordon played second too, bro. It's a good analysis. Yeah, yeah but Arise is not fast at all. That's uh, true. But D Gordon never hit home runs. That's true. He had that special home run with the Jose Fernandez tribute. Oh my goodness. That oh, was yeah. a moment. That, that was, was a moment. That, that was against the Mets. And I oh. wasn't even upset about it. No, that was that was a beautiful, yeah. beautiful moment. Oh man. I'm about to go watch some Jose Fernandez highlights after this. That team, if Jose Fernandez didn't pass away the way he did, would have been a squad. That yeah, because like, I guess that was before they started dismantling everything, right? Yeah, it was like because of that they dismantled. It was yeah. almost like the start of it. Like they had like Ozuna, Yelich, Stanton. Um, yeah, their park was that was before they minimized the park too, and they were all still just hitting bombs. Yeah, I'm trying to think who else was on that team, but that just that, that was like the beginning of the end for like that. What was like a really up and coming, like promising documentary <laughs> at some point, I'm sure. But yeah. to circle back real quick on the Arias Acuna thing, I think I might have asked you guys this before but how much does the team being good play a factor in because like Acuna and Arias are both having ridiculous seasons obviously the Braves are going to be I mean how many MVPs does Mike Trout have how many Uh, times have the Angels been to the playoffs okay all right so in in baseball it does not it's more just about the stats not about I mean there's still clutch factors in in baseball but I guess it doesn't it's not like you can take over a game all the time i mean players do it not but it's not like football or base or basketball where you can just like give me the ball yeah i don't i don't think it's 
I think the Mar. I mean, the Marlins are in second place right now and have a winning record anyway. But I don't think um, that's going to be a deciding factor one way or the other. I mean, it'll help Acuna if the Braves run away with the division. But the Marlins are playing good ball, and that's without Al- Alcantara pl- pitching well too. <laughs> yeah. So. Yo, you know who else? I while we're talking about the Marlins, you know who I completely. I mean, he was barely there, but I forgot about that. I was reading about the other day was Sixto Sanchez. Oh yeah. yeah. Just derailed by injuries. And he's, st- I mean, he's still with the team, but he hasn't played in like a couple years now. And he was, he was like good. Like I remember watching like a couple of his, his outings and he was just nasty. And I was like, dang, he's, yeah. he fell off the earth. Well, and like he got injured then COVID and then he's just had a long recovery. Like he wasn't healing up. Right. But at the time, I'm not gonna lie, I was a little nervous giving away for JT because I didn't feel like it was like the time to buy a catcher. But obviously, he's been worth most of his contract so far, so I can't be too upset about that. I feel like it worked out for us in the end. Yeah, it's always a risk with prospects. It, at the time, I definitely was like, "Ooh, your guys are giving up a a stud," but he just hasn't panned out yet. Yeah, and while we're while we're talking NL East, I know we were, talk, we were talking Mets Phillies last week. I have to get a shout out. I know we're I know Ben's not happy about the last few days, but the Mets did sweep the Phillies. That was a terrible series for the Phillies. I, ben and I watched the last of a couple of those games together, and they did not look good. But since the Phillies have won four straight, and the Mets have lost four straight, yeah. <laughs> so we're back to both the teams still being under five hundred. There we go in the third and fourth place in the division. So still not really getting anywhere. Yeah. On that note, Daniel Vogelbach is six for his last forty-seven. <laughs> And he's now hitting 209 this year. Um, and he has one extra base hit in his last 47 at bats. The dude has to go. <laughs> he has is, to leave. Is he your least favorite Mets player in the last three? They made that stolen base commercial <laughs> about Daniel Vogelbosch that airs on like MLB Network. And they made it a, a commercial, literally bucktailing D- Daniel Vogelbosch not to steal. And like Daniel, like, oh, there's a big base. I'm going to try to steal. And he literally, it shows his stats afterwards that he has zero stolen bases in seven MLB seasons. It's the worst thing ever. It's the worst thing that's ever happened to the Mets. That is awful. Is there, do you, like, I've, I've never heard you talk so badly about a Mets player in like He's years. the primary DH and you're getting zero production. The only, the point of a DH is to hit. <laughs> that is the point of a designated hitter is to hit the ball. If you're getting zero production from your designated hitter, Gary Sanchez is now raking on the Padres. He is oh he's hitting God, like 340. He's going to happen. That's a pitcher. He was like three for three today against George Kirby and rocked me in fantasy. Like he's just been absolutely going off. They just to have him as a primary designated hitter, you need production from a designated hitter. And you have like you just you, you got to make a decision at some point here. We're now in mid-June. You can't have a guy hitting 209 with one home runs, which is his main thing. It's supposed to be power. Like, it just – it can't happen. He's not the only one underproducing, but you're not going to release Lindor, so. Yeah, and I, I forget the – I forget the numbers on Schwarber, but there's been, like, a good chunk of this year where he's had stretches with more, like, homers than singles. And last night they – I mean – It's June, though. Yeah, it is June. Any Schwarber time. He has he has already started to heat it up. He actually for the third time, JC, did you see that for the third time in Philly's history? And that's a lot of Philly's baseball games that we've won a game with the only run being a leadoff homer. And it was Schwarber's against the Tigers the other night. That's pretty, crazy. That was a pretty wild <laughs> stat because leadoff homers aren't uncommon, but then that's that was the only run of the game. Is if you're at a game, that's kind of wild. You just like see the first, the first like batter hit one and then just sitting yeah. there for the rest of the time, but that's yeah. like a yeah, like an old time football score. It's like one team just gets a field goal right away, and then that's it for the rest of the game. Just oh, one yeah, field goal. You just drain the clock on a bunch of running plays, and no one yeah. gets anywhere. Yeah. But two more things in baseball. I just wanted to touch on one. I don't know if you guys saw, but Jonathan Singleton got called up by the yeah. Brewers, and he was a Phillies pick like in 2014. But he was like a top prospect. He was who he was like the main guy you guys traded for Hunter Pence. Um, and he just like he fizzled out of baseball. I think it was his third suspension for 
drug or for steroids and he got like a hundred game suspension and then was like out of the league for like a few years but then he like came back and now he got called up i think that's a pretty pretty cool story from where from when was he 2014 or yeah he was a top prospect i think 2014 2015 so almost 10 years later and And he was like the main piece of that hunter pence trade and it never worked out with the astros and he, they also signed him to like an extension back then, thinking he was gonna like that was kind of like the start of like extending your top prospects right oh, away. Oh, you're right. He was like one of like, the first ones. Yeah, he was like one of the first ones, and he never even made it up. And then teams were still doing it, and then the Phillies did it. Obviously, with like Scott Kingery is their example, but yeah, he was like I would say in my head, I think he was like one of the first people prospects wise to get like a big extension before ever making a debut. Yeah, remember we went to Scott Kingry's first MLB game. I thought that was Reese Hoskins. I think it was Scott Kingry. Was it both? I don't think they. Anyway, oh, no, yeah, we'll figure that out. <laughs> that is crazy though. I didn't realize he was like one of the first guys to get that, and he's finally made it up. Yeah, he. I heard, and he was playing in like the Mexican league or something like that, and then he got an offer for like the Brewers, and now he's made it. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, he's like, I think he's 31 now. Yeah. I just, I mean, that's baseball-wise, you can get like a solid at least three to five years. Yeah. Like of good production. You said the Brewers called him up? Dang, the Brewers are popping with these guys that went that they went cold, right? Because Julio oh, Tehran. Yeah, yeah, we got yeah. We, we asked for an update last week, and little did we know he was starting, and he had a really good outing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the Brewers are just, like, scouring for people. Yeah, and they're getting production, too. Tehran's, Tehran's 32, but he, he's he got a couple starts now. He's got three starts with the Brewers with a 1.56 ERA and three starts. That's – that. I mean, and they're in first place in their division. I know the NL Central's been – it's not been what I thought it would be with a runaway with the Cardinals. It could have been. But anyways, the Brewers are in first, and they're getting production from these guys that yeah. no one would have guessed in the beginning of the season, and it's working right I feel now. Like since Chase, ever since Chase mentioned him, he's just been just rolling. Yeah, you, like you did the opposite of Kirsten. <laughs> I know. I put put it out there for him. Yeah. So Julio, if you're watching, you're welcome on the podcast. Talk about your success. Thanks to us, I guess. Yeah, what 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 what'd you change from spring training till now? Yeah, and then just quickly DeGrom. Uh, oh yeah. Back Tommy John number two for him. I don't know if you guys oh. saw the in, the interview that they had. He was like crying. It was pretty rough to see. He was just like, yeah, he was pretty upset. And it's tough to see one of the most like dominant pitchers. Like he had probably one of the best like four to five year stretches in probably our generation at least for now. So to see one of the top pitchers not on the field, even as as a Mets fan, it's tough. But I also know that the Mets didn't sign him and Kumar Rocker, who was their first first round pick, and now both because of medical issues, and now both need Tommy John for the Rangers. Yeah, so. and to- so just Tommy John's the in your elbow, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. they said it, his he's estimated like mid to end of next year to come back. So that five year deal, first two years, just completely wiped off. Yeah, first two years basically. Yeah, and literally, I mean, they're a contender, and he's not even going to be a be a part of that. But that's crazy. I thought like I guess like it was like a stretch where every young pitcher basically was getting Tommy John, and I like read an article about how like sometimes that can almost give you like a new fresh like elbow where you don't even have to like stress about it or anything like it can be like a I don't know almost like taking like a couple games off or whatever like but just boosting your elbow so the fact that he's had two and he wouldn't even get into the MLB right away right well he got his Tommy John in the minors with the Mets that's what took him made it took took him so long to get to the majors is because he had it in the Mm. minors Because he wasn't always a pitcher in college. He started as a shortstop and then transferred over. But I wonder if it's just the way he pitches to Tommy John. I mean, he also throws like 101, 102. Yeah. Throw soft. I wonder if he like now is going to have to like maybe reinvent himself to like not throw as hard and just be more of like a control 
movement guy. Honestly, if anyone could do it, he oh I yeah, pass him. He could he could start throwing like ninety four and just placement. Yeah, like, like and just get a lot of movement on your stuff. And yeah. uh, that's he basically needs like a new arm, like a whole arm transplant at this point. Do you think as do you think he would go to the ever go to the bullpen transition to the bullpen? Be like a closer. Mm. Uh, you think he likes being? Uh, a I, you know, who I think should have done that a while ago and never did is Syndergaard. Yeah, and he's still trying to. Syndergaard's <laughs> another like a some of those guys. They're just he's a shell of himself. I don't know. There was a point last year in the playoffs when he was pitching against the Padres, where it was like electric when he came in. He threw like a hundred miles in that. Like he he got a lot of gas on it, and I don't know just. The moment I was like, man, maybe this like is the spark he needed. Like after all this time, and clearly he has like an eight point ERA, and he's just complete ass with the Dodgers. So yeah, when back when he was with the Mets and like throwing really hard, I thought there were times in the starts he didn't look great. I thought if they just put him as a closer, he would just be a dominant closer. Yeah, yeah. I think you brought up before how they should have done that in their World Series run, right? Like yeah, yeah. Instead of throwing Matt Harvey for nine innings. Oh yeah. Which speaking of which, we never talked about him retiring. You, oh, guys, yeah. know, you guys know he would actually like call yeah, the quits <laughs> after the World Baseball Classic. I guess that was a good note to end on. He got. I think he did. He get a minor league deal and then just call it quits, or did he I just think so? I think because he didn't make it up, he was just okay. like, All right, forget it. I wonder if he would pitch again for Italy in like four years. <laughs> I mean, also he might come. Like I could see him coming out next year again too. Like having this year off and maybe like. Rehabbing yeah. and doing whatever Matt Harvey does in his free time. <laughs> Would you, speaking of weird trades, if you could own basically championship or bust for the Sixers, if you could trade, if you traded Maxi for LeBron, would you do it? Uh, no. Okay. No. Okay. Just curious. For one year of LeBron or for, I mean, like... it's basically, it would be now. So essentially one year. Ah. Uh... No, but you would have it would be like champ. It would basically be championship or bust. Then we're like borderline have been championship or bust. Like the last, like, I know. I'm just I was bringing up a weird situation. <laughs> dagger on us. I remember, like, I feel like it was like five years ago. I wanted LeBron, but that was like five years ago. Yeah, when he faked us out in a free agency and just ended up going to Lakers, anyways. Oh yeah, we were in the mix. That's what. Yeah, it was probably yeah. like four or five years ago. We were. In the mix, although like KD when he decided to join the Nets instead of the Knicks. Oh yeah, yeah, that panned out well, huh, yeah. KD? Yeah, How, how's that streaming to KD? Well, maybe Kyrie can recruit him to the Mavs. Good luck with that, Kyrie, Luca, and LeBron. Okay, like that. Kyrie was if, trying to recruit him. Yeah, he's like. That's such a parasite move where you're just like, oh, yeah, let me wreck your team by first coming to you, like, and wrecking Luka's season. And second, I'm going to make you trade for LeBron, and he's only going to be here for a year. So then you have to figure out losing all your assets. The like, same guy, the, literally the same guy that just cried his way out of Cleveland because he didn't want to play with LeBron. Now yeah. LeBron to come to, to Texas. And it's so, like, I, everyone's like, oh, why don't you want to go to L.A.? And I'm like, obviously, it's because of, like, the income thing. Like, I don't think you pay income tax in Texas. No. So why would he want to leave and go to California, which has like one of the highest? And like he's already playing with Luca, but I mean the Mavs are shopping the tenth overall pick. But I feel like if they sent that for LeBron, that's a that's a move. Yeah, sorry, I got us off track there. No, I mean I'm always game for some <laughs> NBA talk, and I actually didn't I didn't hear about that. I haven't seen much about NBA news besides the finals. So. Yeah, I mean who knows the truth to it, but it's just a weird thing. I mean Kyrie, Kyrie yeah, he was in the he was there for the last two laker games in their playoffs so obviously him and lebron want to finger each other so. i'm calling i'm calling it right now like midway through the season he's going to be traded to a like a the timberwolves team and they're, they're trying to get on like a seven seed and then just fizzle out he's just, oh, yeah. he's, i don't even i don't know how that's going to work that's just that doesn't seem like a good fit at all but. if i'm luca i might just be like get rid of me just get me off this team right now yeah, I'll go back to play it's like Barcelona or, or something. <laughs> yeah, it's me or him. And obviously, like, what are you doing? Because they probably, I feel like they're going to make the playoffs and be a decent team before they got Kyrie. Yeah, I mean, they're successful with Luka doing it all. Just why not let them do it all? I don't know. Get Maybe get a couple better role players, but to have someone like Kyrie, I don't, I don't know. 
Yeah, it's just going to take the ball out of your best player's hands. Dump on Kyrie moment. Yeah, sorry, Kyrie. But so Kyrie went to Duke. So Duke advanced in college baseball, I think, right? <laughs> Duke did advance. Oh, okay. And yeah, just for the the college baseball brackets, remember there it was 64 teams like um, basketball, except only one of the four teams makes it out because it's like many double elimination tournaments. But Ben is correct on his – Key after further review, bad transitions on purpose. Duke did advance, Ben. So yeah. good transition there. Yeah, me and uh, me and Chase had that one. So uh, quick, quick little recap here. So um, Vanderbilt is toast. So sorry, Ryan. Um, but Ryan, you had five picks coming out. So you know none of these picks are easy. I think any of those are a win because you had four. Um, Four teams in each little bracket. So five out of 16, not too bad. I had eight, so half right. I told y'all he followed baseball. Championship's still intact for now. Uh, best out of three series are coming up. And then Chase had five as well. We'll, we'll keep you guys updated. Uh, Penn, Penn, unfortunately, did not make it out. So anyone who put that dollar down. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're, we're sorry about that, but also it was only a dollar. So, yeah. Yeah. But um, on that note, I have a, my, another bet. We haven't done too many bets recently. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I do have an after further review pick. Um, and that is for Stanford to advance against Texas. It was minus 134. And that's a best of three series. Correct? It is a best of three. So, it's just the, the bet is just for them to advance. So they can lose a game and there's they can challenge. lose a game. And that wouldn't be ideal if they lost like the first game. <laughs> yeah. And just to give, I mean, we haven't, we don't make many after further review picks. It's kind of like a little side fun thing we do, but I am currently 0-2. Chase, his bet has not settled yet. The O's over. Um, still looking decent. My Cardinals under. It's not looking that great. So I'm going headed towards 0-3. And, and then Ben. Obviously, now this pick, he has this athletic pick, which is still still looking pretty money. And on his other picks that have settled, he's four and one. So Ben's actually the only member of the after further review team to to hit the green so far, but he's hitting it at an 80% rate. So so it's a lock, basically. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I might have just jinxed him <laughs> using my weird powers, but I'm I'm a ride with you, Ben. Four and one on after further review picks. Stanford to advance. After further review pick by Ben. Let's get it. Yeah. Second pit's coming later in the show. Oh. oh the I big like UFC it. card. We're going to have to touch on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, well, do you, did you guys have anything else you want to talk about college baseball-wise? I mean, Vanderbilt was a clear favorite that got knocked out. Yeah. But there's, I mean, it's been exciting. I've actually watched some of it on ESPN+. Plus, um, and the games are – games have been pretty exciting. Um, it's just – it's. I think it's – Fun to watch college baseball some because they just the metal batch is I don't know they sound something about it makes it a little makes it a little fun nostalgic (laughs) a little bit (laughs) they do sound good yeah Um, the Southern Miss pen was a pretty intense one we had Southern Miss and Chase had pen and they weren't even the top neither of them was a top team but we had that matchup and they battled it out in the last game but Southern Miss ultimately uh, advanced Um, Wake Forest looked dominant. so we'll we'll see what uh, what happens, but it'll be it'll be fun. I'm excited to kind of follow it a little. Bit. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll keep it going. I don't. It, it goes pretty quick. I mean, the first round's already done, but it'll still be trucking per next week, so we can give you guys another update. But if you haven't gotten to catch any, I mean, obviously prospects don't always jump right into the MLB afterwards, but it's cool to see a lot of these young players, and there's a lot of energy. And just the tournament aspects fun, like the World Baseball Classic that we hyped up a lot. Just jump on the train, watch a watch a college baseball game this weekend. When uh, does the Little League World Series start? Um, I think it's it's usually in August, but when when does it start? I have no idea. Yo, that's a, that's a bracket worthy. Every event. we pass there every time we go, like yeah, we pass. Yeah, there. we pass. We pass there again this past weekend, and, and it's oh. Well, I first, you see the you see one stadium right before yeah. you get there, and I always think that's it, and then I'm like, oh no, I got whiffed. <laughs> I got scooped again. I think the Phillies are playing a game there this year, actually. Oh really? This year. 
Oh, I forgot yeah, they don't, started. Yeah, yeah don't they, they do that, that now? Yeah. yeah, they do. You're right. I mean, you might as well utilize it. It's a beautiful area. Yeah, and it's a great way to market the Little League World Series too, to have a major league game there. And what's the age? What's the age group again for Little it's League? Ten to twelve for the, for that. Yeah. So yeah. it can it yeah because literally it was crazy. I mean, not that it. Um, I don't know if you guys. I think Ben knew this, but our uh, our friend Gunner Michaels, he actually came pretty close back he played for a team out of philly and they got pretty close to making it one year he said but the other day i was actually talking to one of my coworkers, and she's like the assistant coach of her kid um like his baseball team and he made like two all-star teams but one of them is gonna play to try to get into them she's like there's no way they make it but yeah we yeah. i was like well that's pretty cool though yeah, yeah. we when we played, we played to get – we almost won our, like, division, which is, like, step one of, like, <laughs> of like 10. I don't think people realize how many, like, regions and steps you go through to even get to the Little League World Series. It's insane. Like, yeah, I guess all that stuff's happening now, right? Yes. Like, it would have to be. Yeah. Like, no, it's, those... it's so crazy. Like, for one – basically one team to represent, like, the Northeast, like, just the steps is just – Well, and – I mean, that's especially at a young age, you baseball is still one of the top sports in the country. But for other countries, you get one team. So out of all of the teams in Japan, they get one team to represent. Like I sometimes wish that depending on, I don't know, like the World Cup, the certain amount of teams from each region, it would be cool to see. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of talent in some of the Central American countries if they could get more than one team too, but. The U.S. alone is ridiculously hard to get into. So shout out to all the 10-year-olds who are about to give it their all. And remember, don't get too upset about it. Yeah. It's like the uh, – it's kind of like a Little League World Baseball Classic in a way. Yeah. Oh, we going to make a bracket? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm down to make a bracket for the Little League World Series. I'm down. That's a, that's a bracket-worthy event. That'd be fun. We'll do it. It'd be yeah, hard to do some to. research, but we'll just send it. Yeah. Whatever. Um, we can just – Oh, yeah, when this this kid from his year seven to eight was breaking, yeah. we're gonna have another breakout year. I mean, if there was any time to look up stats, now's the time because there's stats on people now more than ever. So you probably yeah. can't find this kid's stats from like eball up till now. Yeah, but to answer your question, answer your question, Chase is August sixteenth. It says August sixteenth to August twenty seventh. That's I, guess I always forget it's in August. I feel, always feel like it's in July. Yeah, so. Yeah, my uh, my fiance actually. Oh, they used to sometimes go to the games Sorry. too, though. And I knew, I remember in college it was a big deal when Redland made their run because we knew a bunch mm. of kids that had went there. Um, and it's cool; it's a once a year event. It's quick though, only eleven days, but yeah. it's cool that everyone comes to Will, like this little place in Pennsylvania from all over the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Pennsylvania is an important part of like baseball, little league World Series, like. Yeah. They get the mud for the baseballs in the Delaware River or whatever from yeah. whatever sketchy process that is. Connie Mack, I think he's yeah, Connie from Mack. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Kelly Fox. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Only if we have a Hall of Fame here. Oh, yeah. I, I was even talking to Julie the other day. We passed someone on our way to New York. This, like, group of – that had, like – from georgia going to cooperstown on their like vans it was like this like three vans and i was just talking to joy how i really want to go back to cooperstown to the baseball hall of fame yeah. i was there when i was younger but i really want to take another trip yeah i've never been i've never actually been to any of the hall of fames like any sport i don't think we went to hockey no oh who'd i go to hockey with where's the hockey hall of fame at? it's in canada Oh. You probably went there when did you oh, went to Toronto. Don, oh yeah, Jim was probably pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't been to any of them. I remember, I think in the Marlins Park, we, we they, they have a really intense bobblehead thing we went to, like oh, yeah. at the Marlins Park. Uh, it was like ridiculous amount of bobbleheads. That'd be a fun trip though, like to get a couple of us to go to Cooperstown. That'd be very yeah. pretty neat. Yeah, I, I would. I, I would check it out. Yeah. Because it's not that bad in upstate New York. The girls can go find a winery. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, we'll definitely have to make a send at some point to Cooperstown. But, I mean, we've had a good show so far. 
um, I don't know if you guys wanted to touch on 289 and then quickly we could touch on uh, <laughs> Lib PGA golf merger and also Messi of the MLS if we have time. But yeah, so UFC 289, we are hype for it. We got a big card coming up. The Lioness headlining Charles Oliveira at the uh, co-main. And there's a lot to like um, from this card top to bottom. Yeah, super competitive. As always, the UFC putting out their best product from uh, pay-per-view. Yeah, I'm not too upset Pena got scratched. Like, I'm fine with kind of a new opponent. It's a little top-heavy, this card. I will say it's not bad. It's just I do feel like it might be a tad top-heavy. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, a lot of the fights at the bottom are really competitive. The one name, Chinese guy. Uh, oh, Qu- Quilling Ori? Yeah. I was just thinking it's badass when you just go by, your, like, one of your names, though. As yeah. your fight name. That's, that's always like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you did have, like, Chris Doskus. That fight got canceled. Um has Nunez and Pena fought before? Yeah, they were the two fights. One of the fights is when we went to was that Atlantic City? We were watching that fight. I think so. And that was that, that was the one she lost. Yeah, right. I, that was the one we were watching on the big screen. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that was when she lost, and everyone. No, no, no. That was the one she won. That was when she was destroying Pena like each round and won by decision. I think. Okay, and then the second one was when she got... No, the f- first one was when she lost, and then the second one was when she came back and laid it on got her. her title back and laid it on her five five rounds, but... Oh, uh, yeah. Is she still considered, like, the GOAT? And I'd the say... Quote. For... <laughs> the what? The GOAT. The GOAT. I'd say for women's MMA, she is, I would say. Yeah, I would say still. Until... I mean, at the end of yeah. your career, I mean... If she would have retired like a couple fights ago, you could like say a lot more. Like, I don't know. At some point, everyone, you guys said she has distractions. She has kids now. Yeah, I think I mean Chase touched on it pretty well the other week. Is that I think she just kind of got complacent and didn't like. There wasn't a lot of competition for her, so she just kind of was like, eh. And it's like There's probably no not. Motive. Yeah, like probably not training as hard and like. Yeah, yeah I mean, and between two weight classes, it's a. Like, that's a lot for her. And I know she's had, like, trouble cutting weight before and yeah. getting into stuff. And, like, the one division, she didn't have a fight for, like, a year, I think, yeah. almost. And yeah. Like, it's kind of sucky that Joanna lost because if she had won that um, fight, they that could have set up for a humongous fight. Like, yeah, that another, would have been insane. Yeah. But there's still, yeah. That's, it, I don't know. It, yeah, I think she's going to win by knockout. Yeah, I do, too. She's, like, a min- I think minus 250-ish. Something like that. Oh, so that's a clean part. Is that a pick, Chase? Um, I don't know if it's a pick. Okay. Okay. I'll just see. Let me think about it. Okay. If not, it's unanimous Chase. decision, but that's a that's not really anything on that. Yeah, Chase, at some point you and me have to pull out a green here. <laughs> we have to pull our weight for the after further review picks. Yeah, yeah true. Well, speaking of green, my second pick coming up is uh Charles Oliveira to take the dub over Benil Dariush. Oh, I like that pick. He is an underdog in this fight at plus 120, which surprised me a little bit. Uh, I just, I'm not sure he's getting the respect. He's still a great top, I mean, top of the lightweight division fighter. I know. So I'm interested to see how Dariush kind of handles that. I don't necessarily think he's been tested the same. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, this could be a great grappling fight and jujitsu. Like to yeah. see really test on the ground. So obviously it doesn't always go that way in the UFC. It could just be a stand-up kickboxing fight, but it'd be cool to see them both go to the ground and wrestle it out because Darius just pulled out some crazy submissions and obviously Oliveira, same thing. So I thought Olivera Oliveira was like the super old, like whack job dude. But, there's another there's alex uh, Oliveira. oh here we go yeah no that's not who i'm thinking of he was a cow cowboy Are you thinking of uh diego sanchez no no i yeah. thought he was well ryan i don't uh, know Oliveira. basically i i i, don't, I definitely Are you looking seen... at my ufc gloves to see if you could figure it out they're all signatures too i don't know if you'd be able to read 
anyways, he's not that old. I mean, I mean, he's in. He's now in it. Like he was just kind of looking in from the outside. But this is this is his biggest fight in the UFC for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's been calling for a title shot for like two years now. Yeah. So if he wins this, he'll probably be in next in line. I think whoever wins this might be probable title shot. Be next. I guess I don't know what they're doing with the new BMF situation. With, I mean, it's a great fight. I just don't know what they're doing, what their plan is with that. Like, there's no pay increase. No, and you're not really declared a champ. Of no, anything. you might, you might get like the Rock there again. That was the yeah. only big thing. He had like he put the belt on the person. He put uh, it on Masvidal. So maybe the Rock will be back. I guess I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I don't know Who if knows. he's attached to that belt or not. Yeah, but USC 289 is going to be a, a good one this weekend. And anytime Amanda Nunez is fighting, it's going to be a a good good pay-per-view so we're excited for that and before we end the show tonight we just we quickly got to touch on two news topics um first off after all this time of being super pissed at each other and golfers splitting and one thing and another you have the pga and the live now combining into one league what are your uh we're all golfers here and maybe not pga level yet but what are uh what are we th- what are we thinking yeah, I'm kind of glad this pissing match is over. But uh seems like they did cave in to the Saudis, and I don't know what control is going to be like, but it seems a tad sketchy that on the PGA side, if like Liv is able to like overtake them and then be in control of all of golf, that would be my concern. But I'm sure they have it worked out in some kind of paperwork, but you never know. Yeah, it's just... For me, it's super confusing because the whole thing was always confusing because you had like this war going on, except all the live golfers were still playing in the majors. And then all the PGA guys were like, I'm not taking the oil money. That's messed up. And so what now anyone who got the oil money gets to keep the oil money. And then the PGA guys who didn't choose it, like just get squat. (laughs) Like why wouldn't you have then like, now the good guys in this situation, I know there's a lot of them that chose to do the right thing, right? Quotation marks, the right thing, not take the oil money, stay with the PGA, stay true to golf and this, that, and the other thing. And now they lost out on millions of dollars and they're going to be playing right alongside in every event as Kepka and Nicholson and Austin Johnson, but also, and sorry, Ben, go ahead. Now also I was going to live, the lived ones like those matches they're different and like the fans like don't they like cheer and stuff during it whereas like the pga is like hush 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 like while the guy's hitting like it's it's like a whole different environment so i don't know how they're gonna mix those two together if they're gonna it's just a really weird thing to me i never really understood the live golf thing from the beginning because i kind of just shut it out and now it seems like it's like what What's going on? And then there was that other weird league, too, that Tiger Woods was trying to start on top of all this. I don't even know if that's still happening now. It was yeah, like no I, Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy. You guys remember that? He, they were, like, trying to start, like, their own league, too, outside of all this mess. And yeah. now it's just like, I don't know. I don't get it. Golf, my whole life, has been, like, the same thing, and now it just seems like a mess. Yeah. Yeah, there's too much going on with it, and – I guess this is on like the PGA. I guess they could have seen something like this happening where, yeah, you're the main thing, but somebody might come along and disrupt it. And how are you going to try to deal with that? Like, obviously the NFL and baseball are like pretty secure in the NBA and hockey. Like if there's an upstart league, either they're going to squash it or it's not going to survive. And yeah, so, um, to, Sorry, not to interrupt you. Oh, you're good. You're good. To, to touch on the, um what you were saying ryan so they there is a league it's called the tgl um and so it's an innovative golf league that is in a partnership with the pga tour where it fuses advanced tech and live action in prime time so basically the league will launch with six teams and there's a custom built arena that has like data and like like it's almost like this giant like arena like um top golf type thing that's like that's what it is and it kicks off in January of 2024 with like regular season matchups and stuff. Well, yeah, and I think that, that sounds kind of cool. And yeah. I think that was like and there's like playoffs and a championship. Like it's kind it's it's a kind of a neat thing. So and those those were the guys that were 
I mean, I don't know the list off the top of my head, yeah, but those were not- the guys I'm pretty sure that were against Live, and so I think they tried to create this to like, oh, the Live Golf's doing all these cool new modern day things and i think that was kind of tiger's yeah. goal with this league it sounds cool though and it sounds like they're still going to do it because i'm on the website um right now they have um the guys they have is tiger woods and rory mcelroy you got john ram justin thomas um alan scott colin morikawa matt fitzpatrick ricky fowler justin rose max hama billy horschel and Alexander shuffle so they got a good like group of guys doing it all the mm. all the guys that didn't take the oil money yeah <laughs> yeah that That'll actually sounds arena golf sounds interesting yeah no I, I didn't really know much about it so i'm actually that's kind of cool like if you can like there's regular season match i don't know it sounds yeah kinda... yeah because i think live is like teams or something like that right like yeah matchups and, and that's stuff. what this is too it's the, like yeah, six teams of six teams of three PGA players on each team. To be honest, I've never watched a single second of live golf since it's been. Nope. Uh, yeah, I never I, did. Neither I don't even I. know where to find it, and nope. they've done a good job of blocking all the highlights from it. So well, yeah, that's that's the annoying part too. Is there's I think most of the fans have been against it too, and so like so many people lose out. And it's just one of those things that's frustrating because it all comes back to money. I mean, there's just so many, I don't really want to get into politics too much, but like that whole, there's a lot going on on the other side of the world in that area. And so like they're making all this money, whether it's the right way or not, it's another thing. And we just see it like overtaking PGA, which isn't even like, like the NFL is just like a U.S. Mm -hmm. league. The PGA is worldwide. And so now you just, See, like soccer, a lot of times it happens too um, with the owners having – it just all comes down to money. But I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what will happen. But I know the fans on top of some of these outspoken players are not happy about it. Players have gotten booed. So, well, you ran me because I'm going off on a little Ryan's rant here. No, <laughs> no, I'm about it. But – Keep going. I don't even watch golf that much. <laughs> it's just like yeah. I'm not even that big of a fan. I feel like I like was like too young for the Tiger age in the beginning, and then I know. I mean, I know Ben used to like Brooks Kepka. <laughs> Dude, it was Matt Kusher. <laughs> let's let's move on to Messi. Is there any other golf takes? No, but I I just think it's um, overall it's good for the fans because we get to see all these PGA events now. We get to see to all the golfers but on the other side it's definitely sketchy i don't know if we're gonna ever know all the terms as part of the deal which is kind of weird and then like none of this de- this deals can't just be like 50 50 like i don't know there's just, there's something about it that's definitely a little bit off but I don't I don't have enough energy to to worry about it. <laughs> that PTA president got that oil money. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he did. <laughs> yeah, I don't no know. No accusations here. It, out, no. <laughs> it will be nice to see every player playing in all the events like it's been. I don't know how the rules and stuff are gonna change. Because the PGA re-ramped all their rules for 2024, I thought already. Like where they didn't we're gonna have they weren't gonna have as many cuts and stuff like all the players could play the whole weekend and stuff like that. So I don't even know. Hopefully this Tiger League still pans out. That'd be cool to see. Yeah. It so. seems like it is. But- and if not, no one will watch on golf will die. Yeah. And speaking of not dying, the MLS now, because Messi's here. Oh my <laughs> I feel like the MLS people have been like on the high about it for so many years, but it's literally just here we go again, old superstar that played in europe his entire career is gonna finish it on the mls to help it out but then yeah. it's like this so is retirement what, yeah like, retirement yeah. from uh the european this leagues. is literally what ibrahimovic did like yeah, yeah. i don't know, five years ago or whatever like you need to get like the ideal thing would have had like christian polsic be like come here in his prime just stay still in his just prime, stay like, like yeah. never leave yeah, yeah. yeah never have left huge for soccer i mean i don't blame him for not doing that but yeah i mean mls it's hard for them because they get money from these clubs from england to buy all their young talent yeah Yeah, so they do make it they just can't hold on to it yeah and i mean the mls also it structures how all american sports work with like standings divisions playoffs championship it's not the same as like 
relegations and it's just whoever's leading the standings at the end of the year wins and different type of cups and such like that. And there's some MLS teams play in different events, but it's more of like how the MLB, NHL and NBA, how those leagues work. It's a lot different, but I mean, it's ultimately cool. Like Messi is like a LeBron, like could be argued by the goat by at least half the population on any given day. Um, one of the most well-known players got a world cup now. So he still has stuff in the tank, obviously. And it'll be bigger than anyone else who's ever come to the MLS. Yeah. And not to go back down the Saudi rabbit hole, but that's a whole nother thing in soccer too. Oh, <laughs> Dude, yeah. It's so bad. In they, soccer. Ron- Ronaldo. I think he played there last year and he made, I think it was his one year salary was 200 million. Yeah. One year. Dude, it's just uh, absurd money. Someone else just signed in the mm. Saudi league. Uh, Benzema, maybe? Yeah. Is yep. it Benzema? Good call, Chase. What's the yeah. what's the deal? Ben, I didn't get that far. I think it's that guy. Wait, did, did some club offer Messi a billion dollars to play for them? I think the it Saudi was team. It was either 800 million or something or a billion. The crazy part is is that a lot of like um a lot of those people are the owners of a lot of like like the English Premier League and like all those like leagues below it so mm. many of those teams have like sketchy like oil money owners and stuff like that and I don't know all the I mean our friend Dom and Tommy a bunch we have a bunch of soccer friends that could definitely dive more we could have one of them on the show sometime maybe to dive into that but it's it's real in soccer, and probably because it's over in Europe. Mm-hmm. But it's wild that they're getting people just to come and play there now. Yeah, the deal to Messi was over four hundred million a year to come to the MLS. No, to come to oh, Saudi team. That's insane. I was about to say, He'll, his MLS deal was actually really good. So he turned down that to come to the MLS. Yeah, the biggest thing with the MLS was he got. Um, yeah, but he also got compensation that included like Apple's revenue generated by like the MLS season pass and also like some shares of Adidas profits from his like MLS arrival. Like it's all these oh, like wow. so, so yeah, he's, I mean, there's all these like things in it that are like super lucrative that whatever yeah. his contract is is probably gonna like five X it or something. Make up he's for already what it does be. I mean he's already loaded and he probably makes so much money so many other ways didn't like he, lebron does like, didn't he, didn't he yeah. also get a share of the team wasn't probably. That probably he got a share of the actual team itself well i know his family likes they go to miami often so i wouldn't be surprised if and plus in florida no state income tax yeah some crazy crazy things going on in the world and in sports yeah loaded loaded podcast for sure we can dive into like the politics and sports sometimes um touch on a little more as we get special edition episode yeah um yeah all right guys so thank you for listening to the podcast we uh next week we're gonna do our catcher pitcher um yeah everyone can blame this on me i came (laughs) i had so much prepared for tonight's podcast i completely blanked and i literally i listen it's not like i don't listen to the podcast i don't i do so much prep work as i miss on my part i didn't put it on the um the uh, agenda for tonight so that's also on me so we will do it next week and it'll be it'll be fun to kind of just quickly talk about the our thought process behind our uh, our two players that we're going to ultimately form our all-time team um, yeah. and it's not necessarily the goats it's more of just players who are good but also who like were cool to us or like meant something to us too um, yeah Yo, so, we're gonna we should pull everything too on our social medias to see who like when we pull them up with our catcher, mm-hmm. pull our, all, all three of our catchers and see what see like and then have have like you guys tell us the best team out of our best team. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, we should make our teams in MLB the show and have them play. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. <laughs> all right, and then we'll we're gonna do all this. We're in. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah. But I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. We had a fun time doing this one. Um, and yeah, episode 18 already. Crazy. We're coming in on 20. So please uh, please follow us, uh, Spotify, Apple, and Amazon. 
we're really trying to be consistent and uh, put these out for you. So we hope you are enjoying them. And we will, uh, yeah, we will see you guys soon. And next week. Catch you on the flippity flip. <laughs>